You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm joined today by a very special guest with a voice that you know and already love, Chelsea Hollis. Hi. She's it's back. So fun to be back. Like old yes. times. I cannot believe it's a whole year. It's been a year. Yeah. I, um, if you're new to the podcast, Chelsea and I co-hosted this podcast for three seasons or three and two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah two, two and, and a half, half seasons. Um, so yeah. OGs. Um, I'm so glad that you're back. It's kind of weird doing the solo episodes. Yeah. It's um, tough. It's like, it's like I could talk for days, but when I feel like no one's listening, even though I know people listen to the podcast, I'm like, ha like, I don't know. I get really <laughs> awkward in the silence. It's know. weird for sure. I know I've done a few solo episodes and I, it's hard to keep the dynamic, like yeah. energetic and yeah, I, I totally feel you. And even like doing interviews on your own, it's definitely better to have at least an interviewee yeah. versus being solo, but even still, like, it's definitely different not having, um, a co-host. So, and I, I know that like myself, I tend to listen to up to podcasts that have co-hosts and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. It's just like a different, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Vibe. I do too. Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, maybe I need to explore those options now because, <laughs> But at the same time, I'm like, I hardly, I mean, I'm proud of you for keeping this one up as well as you have. I, with mine, it's just kind of had to take the back burner here and there. Like I did a really good job of the beginning, scheduling a bunch out and then releasing them. And then life got crazy last year and then got crazy again when I re-release. And it's like, because it's not like actually part of my job, it's hard to make it a priority every single week when I only have so much time to work, which we can yeah. get into all that. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of ebbing and flowing. And when I can get stuff out, I release it. And otherwise it's like, yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> the good thing about doing it, um, about not having a co-host, even though I miss you so much is you the can scheduling the scheduling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you can be like, okay, well, um, like last week, for instance, I had that I lost my voice from being sick and I was like, crap, I have to record a podcast like today. Yeah. Like I was yeah. kind of like running on the last very procrastination of me. And I was like, well, I can just do a short one. Like I don't yeah. have to, you know, so. I and just- that's kind of why we even, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off the zoom. Like, I know I couldn't hear you, but then your mouth kept going and I was like, oh shoot. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of partly the reason we ended up doing our own thing anyway, because it was just getting crazy with our schedules and like trying to schedule guests and also work around both of our schedules was really hard. Yeah. So that was kind of some of the reasoning behind it. And now I'm like, yeah, I would love to have a co-host, but at the same time, it's still just as difficult to schedule, at least now when you can pop in and just record when you want to record, it's not a big deal. So yeah. it's a catch 22 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Well, every time Chelsea and I started an episode, 
back in the good old days, we did our happies and crappies, um, which is basically just some people call it like rows and thorns or highs and lows. It's basically a happy of your week and a crappy of your week. Um, and so why don't you go ahead and share your happy and your crappy? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what my crappy would even be. I feel like it's been a good week. Um, my happy is that we had such a great weekend. We got to go to a friend's surprise wedding, which Catherine and Michael were at too. And that was beautiful and so fun. Such a neat little surprise. Um, and then I just had like a really nice mother's day yesterday. I hated how crappy the weather was. It was like gray and freezing, Yeah, which is very unseasonal for Wilmington in May, but, um, we had breakfast in bed and Silas just like snuggled with me and Jordan went out and got us bacon, egg and cheese bagels and cinnamon rolls and lattes and came home with flowers for me. And we all just like snuggled and ate and really just had a chill day. And then my mom came over and we had a nice dinner and Aww. it was lovely. Um, my crappy, uh, I don't really have a, a big one this week, but I think it's just, I'm a little nervous about the next couple of weeks for my pregnant body and uh, getting back into like full swing of work. So I only have four weddings this entire year because I've, I've, I've you know, moved away from shooting weddings, which listeners, if you haven't heard about that there's your update. Um, and we'll get into it. Yeah. And so I have two weddings this weekend. I have one Friday and one Saturday, and then we go to Raleigh on Sunday for my niece's first birthday party. So it's just going to be like, go, go, go. I have two sessions tomorrow, lots of coaching this week. And it's like, great. It's all doing stuff that I love. And this will be my first wedding back since like November. So I'm excited. It's going to be different but I'm also going to be 27 weeks pregnant. So I just, am a little bit nervous about how my body's going to handle it. Um, luckily my sweet intern is going to be with me too. So I'll have a second shooter and my intern so that if I need help or like need to just sit down or grab a snack or something like that, I have some backup and support. Um, but yeah, I, when I was pregnant with Silas, I only shot like one or two weddings really, because everything was shut down with COVID. So uh, it was like a blessing and a curse, um, because I didn't have to deal with all the craziness of shooting a wedding while pregnant. So I don't really know what it's going to feel like. Cause I didn't yeah. really do it last time. You're going to need to get like a pedicure next week. Oh yeah. Like, like a- sit down and get like your feet rubbed. Oh yes. That's what I'm most concerned about is like my feet and my, my lower back. Cause if yeah. I have a day now where I, I call it overdoing it in air quotes, because it's really not doing much for me on like a normal regular basis. But if I have a day where usually it's my day when I don't have a sitter, um, where I'll like go grocery shopping or take Silas to the park or we go for a walk and I'm just on my feet a lot. By the end of the day, I just need to curl up in a little ball. Like it feels like my lower back is just being compressed into itself. I don't even know how to describe it, Um, but it's a lot. So (laughs) I'm just, 
I think I'm going to try to go to the chiropractor and do some body work and do the best that I can. I will survive. I'll be fine. Yeah. Weddings, weddings are such long days too. Like I remember when I was pretty pregnant and I was like, I coached up until the day I gave birth and those are only an hour class though, but I would be on like a ball sitting and like bouncing by the end. Cause I was just like, I can't like, I can't do it. I hope hopefully you can hear me because I can't stand. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It'll be all right. I think the first half of the day, I'll just kind of rock it out. And then the dance floor, I'll probably take some um, shifts with my second shooter. Yeah. Just to sit and chill. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. To be determined. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I will go now. My happy is same as you. We had a, a really great weekend. It was kind of jam packed. We had like something every night. And then I coached, I subbed for, um, my coke. So my coach for soul, Sarah, who's been on the podcast twice. Um, she has a business called bridal bar and she talked about it on the podcast and she couldn't make a private event that she had on the schedule on Saturday. So I coached a bridal bar of it. <laughs> I saw that. It looks so cute. And I'm not a bar instructor y'all. Like I <laughs> take bar once a week with Sarah. So I like kind of know like her vibe, but it's really hard because you're doing, it's like when you do kind of your cardio dance stuff, like it's to the beat and it's, you're doing the workout. So I was yeah. like, I was so exhausted. Like I was so sweaty. And the next morning I remember, or yesterday morning. Yeah. Yesterday morning I woke up and I was so sore in my butt. And I was like, I didn't even work out yesterday. And then I was like, yeah, I did. did. Like I coached that class and that was insane. Um, but do you find, do you find when you do that? Like for some, I used to call this when I was coaching all the time instructor invincibility because I swear like especially if I taught anything choreographed like to the beat of something I don't know how I pulled it out of me to keep the energy up stay on the beat stay on cue and be able to like talk and encourage while doing it all myself and then I would finish the class and be exhausted and then I would take a class with somebody else and it would feel like five times harder yeah And I'd always be like, I feel like your brain is just too distracted while you're teaching to even realize how exhausting it actually is until later. And you're like, oh my gosh, that took it out of me. You like tap into that, like adrenaline mode where you kind of black out and then you're like, I'm not even tired. Like I'm sweating. But then like I came home and I'm not a big napper. And I came home that afternoon before the surprise wedding. And I, um, Michael was like, do you want to take Will's on a walk with me. And I was like, no, you can go (laughs) ahead. And so they went out for a walk and I fell asleep on the couch and I was like, I never do this. So yeah, my body was definitely white, but yeah, it's like when you're in it, your adrenaline kicks in and you're like, I got this. And like, I'm not coordinated at all. So like me coaching in like a dance class is hilarious. Um, so, but like there were, I was like, God is doing it because there are times where I was, I didn't even know the counts. I don't even know how to count like five, you know, six, seven, eight. I was just like, and we're going to squat now ladies. And like, (laughs) we would drop into a squat and it would hit on the beat. And I was like, 
thank you, God. <laughs> like I didn't plan any of it, you know? So that was, that was nice. <laughs> That's um, fun. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, my crappy is last week was just really heavy. Um, there was a lot of just like sadness. Like I had to, I went to a funeral last week. There's some stuff going on with some soul girls. That's really sad. And I don't know. It just like, it wasn't happening specifically to me, but I think my heart was just like feeling it like really heavy. Um, yeah. To the point where like yesterday, you know, like when you're a go, go, go and you, you don't really process feelings. And then yesterday we were getting ready for church and Wills was psychotic yesterday morning. Like he was, he decided to really show off on Mother's Day. Like he was screaming and crying and like couldn't get comfortable. And it was just like, uh, it was a marathon to get him ready for church and then we got to church and usually I bring in it, bring him into the music and then drop him off at the Sunday, whatever. And I was like, nope, he's going straight to Sunday school. Like I need a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and like, then when the music started playing, I, that's like kind of when I let it out. Like I was just like crying at church. Like I just kind of felt the weight of last week. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was just a heavy week, but yeah, this weekend was so fun. It was. It was really, really fun. It was. I weirdly obviously did not drink Saturday night, <clears throat> but I felt like hungover all day yesterday. I had this headache that I could not shake. And I drank like two liquid IVs because, you know, you can't really take ibuprofen when you're pregnant. And my midwife has always told me, like, if you have a headache, try electrolytes, you might be dehydrated. Yeah. And so I had two freaking liquid IVs and I still couldn't shake this headache. So eventually it was, I was like, I'm just going to go to bed and uh, <laughs> sleep. And I feel way better today, but I don't know if it was just like the weather or what, but I was like, I feel like I was hungover from yesterday's wedding and I didn't even drink. I'm, I'm pregnant. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. I feel like pregnancy is just one big season of feeling hungover. <laughs> basically in some capacity. Um, okay. Well, I was, you know, kind of thinking in my head, um, about like before we signed on about like how much has happened in the last, yeah, now we're on season four of heart and soul. So almost four years of life, um, crazy. you know, marriages, babies, businesses, yeah. and I babies, um, Chelsea's pregnant again. Um, and si since you've been on the podcast, a lot's happened in your world, especially with business and babies. So, yeah. um, well, one listeners, it just goes to show you, you never know what your life's going to be like in three years. <laughs> you never know what could happen. So if you feel like you're in a season of like waiting or like, what the heck am I doing in three years, you'll be like, whoa, look at mm -hmm. all that happened in such like a short amount of time. Um, but two, I want Chelsea to kind of fill you in on what she's been up to in the last 11 months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where to even begin? I know it's so crazy to be able to reflect back on these last, it'll be four years that we moved here. I was just thinking about that the other day because when we were at that wedding, I met one of Allie's friends who was like asking about how we knew her and like how we were connected and our community here in Wilmington. And I kind of 
told her the whole story of like how we met and then you know us and the and Macy and Troy got close and then uh, like our friend group has only just continued to evolve and anyway it just made me so thankful because I was like really reflecting back we moved here four years ago it feels like yesterday and not at the same time because so much has happened but we were so fortunate to just like have this community so quickly after moving here and it felt like we had been friends with everyone for a lifetime and to be able to have this podcast to go back and listen to each of those seasons that you and I went through together is like so cool and it almost makes me a little not sad but like if I've ever gone back and listened to some of these episodes I'm like oh my gosh this was like pre-COVID and we just had no idea what we were about to be in for with everything that has gone down. So it's just cool to have that, like, you know, virtual diary almost to hear your own voice. And I mean, we had, we recorded a podcast like at my bachelorette party and yeah, that just feels like such a lifetime ago. So, um, since last May, I'm just trying to figure out where the heck to even pick up. So, well, Catherine- when you left, when you left the podcast, you were still kind of in the beginning of like transitioning your business over to yeah. more of like a motherhood niche. Yeah. You were doing it, and that's like kind. Of, that's I mean, that was one of the reasons why we ended up not doing the podcast together, but, um, kind of maybe start with that. Like, how's like, what is your business look like now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at that point, um, I 2021 was really, really freaking hard for me business wise, because first of all, it was like my first full year as a mom juggling all the things that were on my plate And because everything got moved that I was shooting wedding wise from 2020, pretty much into 2021, I had like, I think I had like 10 to 12 weddings move. And then on top of anything newly booked so that I could make ends meet financially, I ordinarily would not have taken on that much work ever, but it just kind of happened that way. And I powered through, but when I reflect back on that season, I'm like, I almost don't even remember last year because it was just that crazy. Like I had so much going on. I had so many weddings on top of, I knew I wanted to back off of weddings and have way less on my plate and transition into shooting fully motherhood. Um, but I just had to kind of put my head down and get through last year in order to get to the point where I'm at today. Um, but I guess I'll just kind of touch on what brought me to that decision in the first place. So, um, during, during 2020, when I was pregnant, I was experiencing pregnancy in like a whole different way that I ever thought I would be experiencing it. And it felt very overwhelming, very isolating. Um, and we were just kind of coming off our own wedding experience that was amazing. So fun but wasn't quite how I thought it was going to be uh, with my husband sick the whole time. You can go back and listen to that recap episode. He was um, so sick on uh, your day. I know it was so sad. And so 
all that to all that just to say, you know, we ended up getting pregnant. We were surprised by our pregnancy just a couple months after our wedding. And it made me really reflect on being a wedding photographer as a whole, because one, my priorities shifted greatly right after that. Two, I realized my wedding day was just a day and it was incredible and beautiful and such a gift. Um, But our marriage was so much more important to me at that point because I knew like, okay, yeah, that was our, that was our wedding day. It was great, but I hardly even got to spend time with my husband on it. And now we're just married and like, we're just in this life together and there's so much more to come on this side of it. And then shortly after all of that COVID happened and I was dealing with a lot of like clients who were rightfully so panicked over what to do about their weddings. And I was panicked over what to do with my business. I thought it was going to just come crashing down. I didn't think weddings were ever going to happen again. And it just made me take a closer look at what my true purpose was in, in my job, you know? I was like, I value my relationship with my clients, but a lot of photographers do, right? So what else am I bringing to the table that's like purposeful and feels like my why behind it? Do I just love shooting really beautiful events and details and flowers and all these things? Or is there like something deeper here? And I could never figure out what that was. And through all the chaos of COVID being pregnant, having just gotten married and a lot of my couples realizing, shoot, you know, do I really care about getting married or do I care about having a big extravagant party with all these pretty things involved? It made, I think everyone take a deeper look at, at their why. And so it just sort of got my wheels turning and I ended up coming up with this idea of documenting the journey of pregnancy to the baby because it was so not only fleeting but it felt really um like new and isolating and there's just so much unknown and so much happens in such a short period of time and so I ended up putting together you know my milestone collections I trademarked it over the last year and I think it was probably like around the summertime of last year where I decided weddings are just going to be no longer at all. Because for a while I was trying to kind of do everything. I was like, I can still take weddings. I can just take less and I can still do this, this, and this. And it just felt like eventually everything came crashing down and I couldn't, I was like, something's got to give, something's got to go. I can't hold this much space for this many people my marketing felt very unclear because I was talking to brides. I was talking to moms. I was talking to my photographer clients who I coach education wise. And it just felt like chaos. Like I just didn't know which end to go. I was like, I want to just streamline and have one thing that I do really well and put my all into it. And so I had a couple weddings last year that were kind of like the kicker for me where I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just exhausted and I have no time with my family because I was gone like every single weekend. So when Jordan wasn't working, I was working, whether it was in the evenings when I was shooting sessions, when he got off work or on the weekends. And I, we just never had like 
any, any family time. And not, I didn't even realize the toll that it took on me until I like reflected back on it this year and was like, dang, this has been so nice to like wake up on a Monday and be excited for Friday because we get to be together as family. Yeah. Um, so anyway, long story short, I said, all right, it's time. I took weddings off my website. I stopped booking them. I will always, always, always value them and be so appreciative of all the clients that I got to be a part of their wedding day. Um, but now it just feels like so much more purposeful and fulfilling that so many of those weddings that I've shot have now come on and become milestone mamas of mine when they grow their families. And we get to just kind of take that relationship to the next level. And I feel so much more connected to what I'm doing as a mom, because there's so much, there's so much more like purpose in the images to me now being a mom and literally realizing what it feels like to have a baby blink and they're almost two. And now, you know, about to become a mom of two. And I'm like, dang, this is just time is exponentially faster when you become a mom. So that's kind of all that's gone on um, business wise. And it's been the best decision. I've really just dialed it in and honed in on motherhood and family and then coaching other photographers. So it's kind of my both of my two whys combined because I'm getting to document the season for this season for moms and then also help my female coaching clients who are pretty much in this field because they want flexibility for their families one day or if they don't already have children of their own. And so getting to help them set up their businesses in a way that works for them and so that they're not drowning and reaching that burnout that I did is so like, that's my why for yeah those clients. So it's kind of both of my worlds colliding there and it's been a lot, but so worth it. And it finally feels like we're stepping fully into that. Like I don't really get people reaching out for weddings anymore. Occasionally I do, <laughs> but, um, it's pretty much like, okay, now I'm, I'm known for these couple of things and, um, yeah just in time for me to go on another maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great segue. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. So if y'all don't know, Chelsea is pregnant with a little girl um, who is due in August. Yep. Like exactly two years after Silas was born. So weird. So you're like a, like a day apart. Yeah. So here's the weird part about all this. Um, so Silas was due August 16th. So was William. Yep. Which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Literally same due date. N- neither of them were born on August 16th, but still. Um, then last year we experienced a miscarriage in August. And the day that I miscarried that baby was August 14th. And this baby is due August 15th. Whoa. So not only is it weird because Silas was due the day after, but it was also like sandwiched between losing this last baby. And it felt like such a God wink. Like this was my gift to you. Like, you know, joy comes in the morning kind of, that's what it felt like to me when I got that due date. I was like, oh my gosh, 
this is exactly two years of the date of my son, but also, you know, yeah, the day after that. That is so special. I don't think I ever like pieced that together. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It was. So yeah, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about having um being a girl mom? I don't oh man, a lot of emotions, a lot of different feelings. I was just telling a couple friends this the other day where it's like I oh I feel bad even saying this, but I almost feel like less connected during this pregnancy than I did with my first because well one I'm just more distracted with a toddler on my hands. <laughs> but like once you become a mom to a boy, it's so hard to conceptualize what it's going to be like with a girl. And I know like half of those different challenges that might arise when it comes to like having a boy versus a girl hasn't even really come up yet because we haven't reached like teenager puberty stages yet. Yeah. Um, but the pressure just feels different when it comes to raising a daughter. And I always imagined that I would have a daughter. Like I always pictured myself having one one day, but the weight just feels different. Um, and it's really hard to even wrap my brain around loving something as much as I love Silas. So that's part of where having a girl almost makes it feel easier because he will always be my little boy. Yeah. And now I'm going to have a girl and it's just going to be a different yeah. dynamic. I, I don't know how, how I would feel if it was another boy, but that's kind of where my heart is like, okay, well, he's not going to be my only baby anymore, but he's still going to be my only son. And she's going to be my daughter. It's just going to be a different, um, a different dynamic. So we are very excited, but I'm almost just like taking it one day at a time because I can't let my brain go too far down the analysis paralysis of like, what is this going to look like? How are we going to do this? How am I going to do postpartum with two? Oh my How God, are we going to yeah. raise a girl? Like, I'm just like, you know what? I know that the Lord will equip me with everything I need. Once she's here, we will inevitably love her. And then we're going to look back on this season and think, wow, like that was just a season. And what was life ever before her? So the same way we did with Silas, you know? Yeah, it is wild because I mean, even with your, I mean, really anything hard in life, whether it's a a baby or not, but just speaking into postpartum life, like when you're in that first postpartum, you're thinking, how am I ever going to get through this? And then Mm -hmm. you do. And then it's like, you're kind of, you kind of just one day think about it and you're like, oh, I'm out of it. You know, like it's weird. It's like, you don't remember like the exact transition, but it's like, oh, that those first few months are, they're over. Like it's easier now or not, but easier. And yeah, same with like, I'm sure it's like the same analysis paralysis with the second kid of like, how am I going to get through this? But then Mm -hmm. like people do it every day and then they like get through it and they're like, oh, I did it. I don't know. That's like not wise at all. Or like, no, I know exactly what you mean. I I felt that about birth too. Like you think it's going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do. And yet it was, but then you're just in it. And the only way out of it is through. I think what's different this time around though, with postpartum in general, I think it's going to be more 
maybe like emotionally hard on my heart with a, with Silas and his adjustment um, and physically a little bit harder because I'm going to be caring for a toddler as well as a newborn. But I think overall, it's going to be so much easier mentally and emotionally because I have perspective now. I have experience. I know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like this will end. This will just be a season. This is going to go by so much faster than you think it will. I think the first time you go through it, you're not only going into like all these unknowns and you just feel like you're never going to get out of them, but you're also dealing with the transformation of going from just a regular married woman to a mother. Yeah. And that just that transition alone is like a death to self and it's only better. Like there's parts of me that I didn't even know existed that have now come to light since becoming a mom that I'm grateful for. But I think that was like a really hard part of it is realizing, oh my gosh, I am no longer just me. I have these responsibilities. I can't just go do what I want when I want. Mm -hmm. Someone's relying on me. And then eventually you get to a point where it's like second nature and of course, that's just how it is. Yeah. But that death to self thing in the beginning is very like life rocking. It is. Yeah. You, it's like, you can, you think you, you can conceptualize what it'll be like. And then when you're in it, you're like, oh, like, oh, this, I, I don't know. It, it is like a death to self. And then you come alive in so many other ways. But- exactly. But yeah, I, there are still days where I mourn like my life before a baby. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, she was like, she was really lit. <laughs> <laughs> she could do yeah, whatever there's she definitely, wanted. There's definitely days like that where I'm like, oh man, I want to just go do this or that real quick, but I can't. And yeah. But at the same time, I would never, I wouldn't trade it, trade it or ever yeah. go back ever, ever. It's like mm-hmm. unfathomable to even go there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a transition. So I think going in the second time and not having that, like I'm already a mom, I already know my identity. Like I have, I have come to terms with the way that things are now and I fully like embrace it. So adding another one to the mix is just going to be more like, okay, making sure Silas's heart is taken care of. And like, physically I can heal and rest while caring for two children. Yeah. But the rest of it, I'm like, we got this. Yeah. And I hear that from like pretty much every mom that the second kid, although you're exhausted still was like easier because you, you knew the milestones and you knew like this, this darkness will end and then this will begin. And then when this ends, this will begin. So it's kind of like, yeah, easier to conceptualize, like you said. And I think I'm just going to trust myself more. Yeah. When you're like a brand new mom and you feel like you don't know anything, you're kind of turning to Google friends, Google, (laughs) you know, and there's so much noise. And eventually I just had to come to a point where I was like, I'm the mom and I'm just going to roll with what I'm feeling in my gut and what my intuition is telling me. And, and it, you know, it worked itself out. So that's another like perspective I have going in is, Yes, there's things that I need to be aware of, but for the most part, I'm just going to do what feels right and what works for us and not give a crap about what anybody else says. We're watching that show, um, The Chosen right now, 
which by the way is so good. Usually like cheesy or usually Christian shows are really cheesy acting, but this is like phenomenal acting and it's just really well written. But anyways, I was thinking about it and then I'll have to shut the zoom off cause I'm ghetto and then start a new one. But I was thinking about it. Like I was thinking, how did these moms just like have babies in that time and like keep them alive when I was like, do. so I was so anxious and like Googling everything. And like, they didn't even have like a book, you know, like nothing, Yeah, but they did it like for centuries, women have done it. So because all they had was their intuition. So yeah. they probably knew how to trust it way better than we even do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pause this or okay. I'm going to stop this. And then I'm going to send you another link. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Sorry. Y'all got cut off. You know, me last time it happened, or actually I think this episode is going to come out before that recording, but I, um, <laughs> zoom changed their rules to, you can no longer for a one-on-one record more than 40 minutes. So, um, naturally I have not paid for the upgrade. Um, <laughs> So anyways, we're back and I'm going to, um, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to ask Chelsea the four questions that we ask every guest, um, and kind of see where her answers are at right now. Cause they always change. Um, okay. First question is actually, I'm going to mix it up. Okay. I'm going to start with what is something you're looking forward to this year? Because I feel like we already know the answer. <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm looking forward to baby girl and weirdly, I'm really looking forward to birth again. Um, I know that sounds crazy because it's really freaking hard, um, but I almost like missed it when I, when I had Silas, I just like replayed his birth in my head, like a movie over and over. Like every time I closed my eyes, because it was just the most insane thing I've ever been through in my life. And so going in with that perspective, I really, really want to just be as present as possible, document as much of it as possible and just enjoy it to, to its fullest. Yeah. Yeah. It will be cool the second time because you, the first time you're kind of like scared, you're scared and you're kind of almost wanting to like rush through it where this time you can kind of, you again, know what to expect and kind of soak it in. Yeah. I was so much more afraid of it last time. Like, and I even walked in pretty confident cause I did a lot of prep work. Um, but even still, like there's just, too, there's so many unknowns when you just haven't done it before. And so you don't know, you don't have any idea what to expect, what a contraction is going to feel like, what any of it's going to feel like. Um, and I'm hoping I don't have to get induced this time. So I'm excited to feel what a natural spontaneous yeah. <laughs> labor will feel like, um, without Pitocin and all that stuff. Um, but I just feel so much more confident in, in general about the whole thing. So I'm like, oh, I got this. It's fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a great, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, okay. Now I'll go back to the first question. What is something that you're obsessed with right now or binging? I'm not really binging a show or anything. I've like been keeping up with shark tank a lot though I don't know if you watch shark tank I used to watch it but that's kind of me and Jordan's like one of our favorite shows and he's always coming up with like his next shark tank idea um but that's always like a go-to to put on and watch I just think it's so cool to watch all these like entrepreneurs yeah doing their thing and making it big so I'll say shark tank for now that's funny that's definitely a first um <laughs> but yeah 
we used to watch that. My dad still watches Shark Tank. And every now and then it'll come on and I'll be like, oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. You know, it just kind of like pops up. Um, okay. Next question is what is something that you really love about yourself right now? Hmm. I think I'm really proud of the acceptance that I've come to that I, I cannot do it all. I think since becoming a mom, I really struggled with this idea of balance. And I'm using air quotes when I say that, because you, I thought there was going to be this like formula where I just figured it out, like work-life balance. We would have like this routine and everything would just fall into place. And I feel like I've finally come to a point where I've realized there's no such thing as balance. There's yeah. no such thing as perfect. Um, just stay true to your why and everything else will happen eventually. If the dishes sit there a little longer, if the laundry sits there a little longer, it's going to be okay. I feel like I've, I've become less, uh, like what's the word, not OCD, but like uh, the less neat, like I've, I've loosened my grip on that type of control. So that's what I need to do. (laughs) I feel like I, my OCD, which I feel like I do have like a minor case of it is it like kicked into full gear with Mm -hmm. motherhood. And it actually, I talked about this last week on the, on like the little mini episode I did where like last week was my first weekend away from William. I had my girlfriends in town, but then I got sick. So it's like, you can make all these plans for something and then life's just going to throw you curveballs. So it kind of like reopened my eyes to one, the fact that I wasn't with William and he's was fine. Like he was okay. And yes, like the bottles weren't weren't cleaned in the time that I would clean them or the bed was made, you know, like the laundry wasn't folded, but like he's happy and that's all that matters. And then two, like you can't plan for everything because like Mm -hmm. life's going to throw you curveballs and yeah. Um, It's, it's hard. It's hard to do. There's still days where I get overwhelmed, but the admitting like this is this in the grand scheme of things does not matter. Yeah. Like you're going to be fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's been really nice. Yeah. Allows me to take a deep breath at the end of the night, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Last question is if you could leave our listeners with one little nugget of wisdom today, one little post-it note of truth to stick Mm. on their mirror, what would it be? I didn't even really get to tap into this with the whole conversation, but I think it's so important that you constantly check in with what your idea of enough is or what your idea of success is because if I learned anything in the last year since I've been on this podcast it's that um success and like arriving doesn't really exist if it's at the expense of our actual happiness and the rest of our life um I had my on paper best year in 2021 when it comes to like what my business brought in and I was the least happy. Um, and I just learned that lesson the hard way that, you know, success doesn't look like it used to for me or that definition might consistently change for you. So it's important that you just check in with that every now and then and come back to like why you're doing what you're doing, whether it's in your job or other things that you're striving for, just be as present as you can be. Yeah. That's that, that matters more. 
That's good. That is a word right there. That's something I'm learning too. We've talked about this. Yeah. You and I we today. had a whole, uh, a few mile walk <laughs> a couple of weeks ago talking about this, <laughs> but yeah, so. it is really important because you can put a definition on something and then you go through the motions for so long that you don't even realize that you're not, you're not, it's not joyful anymore. And like, yeah. I just, don't, I just don't, yeah, I think you do need to really check in with yourself every season and be like, okay, like what's my purpose in this season? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love you girl. And I I'm going to see you tomorrow morning, but I know our listeners, <laughs> they loved hearing your voice again. And I have a feeling you'll be back again soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to thank you yeah. for having me back. Yeah. And listeners, I will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>